0: As we've seen over the last couple of parochim, when a messenger who the husband appointed to bring the get to his wife, if he comes from outside of Eretz Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, and according to some vice versa as well, they need to testify that the get was written and signed in front of them. And even though, in general, for kium Storis, in order to establish a document as being valid, two witnesses are required to testify that they recognize the signatures in the get. Over here, where the messenger himself says so, at the beginning, when he brings the document to the base, then, so the Kiem Storis is done just by him. And therefore, if the husband comes later on and claims that the get is forged, he will not be believed and the qiyam stories has already been done. We won't need to find two other witnesses in order to establish the document as being valid. Now, at the end of the day, this is an exception. In virtually all areas of halacha, two witnesses are required for anything. Over here, there's a special leniency, since it's being done at the beginning, and so the woman will be divorced and be able to remarry, so the qiyam stories can be done by the messenger alone. Now there is another area, another exception to the rule that two witnesses are required, and that is something known as Takonosagunais, and that is that Medjirabonon, even if one witness claims that a woman's husband died, she is permitted to remarry. It's a a special law, Medjirabonon, so that she's not stuck for the rest of her life not being able to remarry. Such a woman is known as an Aguna, so to avoid such a hard situation, even if just one witness um, testifies that her husband died, she is permitted to remarry. However, there are five relatives of a woman who very often they have a bit of a difficult relationship with each other, they don't necessarily get along, and because of that, if one of these five women testify that she, that her husband died, then they are not believed, because they are suspected of making it up, because if indeed her husband is still alive, and she goes and remarries somebody else, and then her, husband's come, her husband comes back, there are many consequences which follow. First of all, she's forbidden to remarry her original husband, and she needs to be divorced from her new husband. And there are also many other consequences, and because we suspect this woman of making it up in order to cause this hard time for the woman, So they are not believed. That having been said, our Mishnah tells us that Even the women who are not believed to say that a particular woman's husband died They are trusted to bring her get. If one of these five women bring her get to the base then and they say that her husband appointed them as a messenger So then they are trusted. The reason being, because we are talking specifically about a case where she brings it from outside of Eretz Yisrael, and therefore she is required to testify that it was written and signed in front of her, she needs to do Qim stories now, and if she does Qim stories now, then even if the husband comes later on and claims that the get was forged, he won't be believed at all. So none of the consequences which would generally follow in a case where the husband was thought to be dead and then was found to be alive, none of them would apply in this case because the husband wouldn't be believed. So she would be permitted to continue living with her new husband, and we would continue assuming that she was divorced from her original husband. And therefore, these women who dislike her won't have any motive to pretend that she's divorced, because they're not going to end up messing up her life, since those consequences won't apply. Now, who are these women? Khamisa, her mother-in-law. Vashchameisah, her mother-in-law's daughter. V'Tsorosa, another woman married to the same man. V'evimta, her husband's brother's wife. It's her sister-in-law, Uvas Bala, and the daughter of her husband, meaning her stepdaughter. So, ask the Mishnah, Mami Get Nisa. What's the difference between a Get and a case of the husband dying? Why, in this case, is she believed, and in the case of um, death, she is not believed. So, we already explained. The main reason is because since she is doing Kiom So the husband, if he claims that the get is forged later on, he won't even be believed. So she won't need to be divorced from her second husband, etc. Whereas if he was thought to be dead and he's now found to be alive, then she certainly would need to be divorced from her second husband and her first husband as well. So that's a real reason for the difference between the two cases. But the Mishnah says that's not enough. Because at the end of the day, there is still a possibility that they are making this up. So the Mishnah adds, Shaksav Mechiyach. The writing, the get itself, the document, she comes with the document, that is in itself a proof that she's not making up this whole story. So that, in in combination with the other reason which we gave, is why even these five women are believed if they bring the get to Bastin. Now, if a woman has a get and she presents it to Bastin, the Bastin don't start questioning her, she has certainly believed that she has been divorced. Which, let's say, she comes to Bastin and wants to remarry another man. If she has a get with her, then they believe her that she's divorced, if she's making it out, then she's only just doing an Avera herself, getting married to another man while she is married. It's assumed that she's not looking to do Averas. Now, the following case is a bit of a unique case. A woman herself can bring her get. But in this case, we're talking about a situation where her husband wrote a get and appointed her as a messenger to bring the get to a bastin. And that the bastin should appoint a messenger to give her the get and divorce her like that. So she's not divorced until the Baston's messenger give her back the get. And in such a situation, so she is considered to be like a regular messenger of the get. So in this case, she would only be believed as long as she needs to say, it was written and signed in front of me, meaning just like a regular messenger of the get needs to say the statement. She would also need to, since she is right now functioning as a messenger of the get, of the husband to bring the get. All right, perigimol Gimmel, the first two prokem discussed the requirement for the messenger who brings the get to claim that it was written and signed in front of him, and we explained two reasons for why he would need to do that. Either because it will be hard to find witnesses later on to do Kiyom Shtarais, so we do the Kiyom Shtarais now, and the other reason given was that outside of Eretz Yisrael, they were not experts in the halacha that a get needs to be written, lishma, for the sake of that particular divorce. So therefore, testimony had to be given that it was really written for the sake of this specific divorce, this specific woman, and the following three Mishnayas discuss applications and details of this requirement to write a get lishmah, To write it for the sake of this specific divorce and this specific woman. It's then from the Pasuk, which says, V'chosav He needs to write a get for her, with her in mind when he writes it. Now, obviously, the husband himself doesn't need to be the one who actually writes the get. He can appoint a seyfer or a scribe to write it. But whoever does write it needs to do it lishma. apostle any get which was written not for the sake of that specific woman who's being divorced with a get is invalid. Kate how so. if somebody was passing in the marketplace for shoma colsephrim makrin and he hears the voice of scribes um, dictating to other people, "Ish plaini and so and so is divorcing so and so from a particular place." This safer, the scribe, is training other people in writing a get. So they're not actually writing the get for the sake of using the get, they're just practicing writing a get. But Omar and this person who passes by says, The examples which he used in his dictating, he used my name and my wife's name, and assumedly for the, that location as well. Says, it's, That's an invalid get, to divorce using it, in this case, the get wasn't even written in order, in order to be a get at all. Not just that it wasn't written to be used for this particular divorce. It wasn't re- being written in order to use it for divorcing anyone. They were just practicing writing, so certainly it is invalid. Yossi McCain, a more extreme case, where the get was written for the sake of divorcing, but not for this specific marriage. If somebody wrote a get in order to divorce his wife, and then he changed his mind, so he didn't end up using the get, Somebody living in the same city, in the same location, found him. The omar only said to him, shemikas My name is the same as your name, and my wife's name is the same as your wife's name. So let me take your get, and I'll use it to divorce my wife. Posel garish boy. It's an invalid get to divorce using it since both the man and the woman who were involved are different to who it was written for. Yossi Mccain, another ex- more extreme case. There was somebody who had two wives, and the two wives' names were the same. He wrote a get in order to divorce the older woman, the old, his older wife, um, says the Mishnah, if he changes his mind and he decides to divorce, to divorce the other wife, he cannot use that get. In order to divorce his younger wife, since again there is a lack in Lishmo. Even though it's the same man involved over here, it's still a different woman. Yossi McCain, an even more extreme case, is even if he didn't specify at the beginning that it was for a particular person and now he wants to use it for somebody else. But from the beginning he says I'm not going to specify yet and later on I'll decide who I'm going to divorce using the get. Omula Lavlori said to a scribe, Cause a Sharitza Write the get for whichever one I will decide to divorce. Again, we're talking about a case where he's got two wives who have the same name. Once again, possible garish it's invalid to use this get to divorce her with since there is a lack in the requirement of lishma. Mr. Bass, as we have seen and mentioned a couple of times, there are two main parts of the get. The teyfess, which is the general things which are written in every get and are not specific to this get. And there's the teyref, which is the more significant part of the get. And that is the specific details which apply to this particular divorce, the names, the location, etc. Now, there is a discussion as to whether the requirement of Lishma is in the actual writing of the Get or it's in the signing of the Get. We, until now, and we're going to continue assuming, at least for this Mishnah, that the, the, the opinion of this Mishnah is that the requirement of Lishma applies to the writing of the Get. Now, with the Eraser, everybody in this Mishnah agrees that only the toyef needs to be written in Lishma. But the Toifes, which is the less significant and important part of the Get, it's the general details which apply to every divorce that does not need to be written lishma. And indeed, according to the first opinion, that is indeed the halachas. so the typhus of the get, one can write not lishma. And so it would, be, it would be common for a scribe. It can take quite a while to write a get. So if a scribe or a sefer wanted to have gittin ready, if somebody would, he would need one, he would be able to sell it to him immediately. So he would write a few gitin with a general wording, and leave gaps to fill in the name, the date, etc. And to the first opinion, this is allowed. One who writes documents with the teufest part of the get. What can he not yet write? What needs to be written in the schma? he needs to leave space to write the name of the man, he needs to leave space to write the name of the woman, and space to write the date. Story when it comes to documents of loans, saying that a particular person lent money to somebody else, so, we did it, right? so there is no requirement of lishma when it comes to such a document. However there are Bonon decreed so that people don't get confused between different types of documents and they'll end up not fulfilling the requirements of lishma when it is needed for Gitin. so they said that even other documents have this requirement of lishma, and therefore he needs to leave space to write down who is the lender and who is the borrower he needs to leave space. To write how much money he lent, and space for writing the date. On a similar note, documents which record a sale of something. leave Space to write down who is the buyer, who is the seller, how much money the thing being bought cost, space to write down the details, the specific size and the boundaries of the field which was sold, For example, if that is what was sold, and space to write the time. Now, why is it that when it comes to Gittin itself, we do allow him to write the Teufes part of it, because of the enactment, meaning the Rabbana were lenient, in order to allow scribes to have these documents ready to sell them in a case where somebody comes and wants to divorce his wife. Otherwise the scribe would only be able to start writing it when somebody comes and it would take a longer time. So this way you would have them ready, and this applies to both a get and all the other documents which we mentioned, that the general part of the document can be written, you just need to leave the space for the specific details relevant to this particular sale or divorce, etc. Rabbi Yehuda is more strict, Rabbi Yehuda plays all the khulan. Rabbi Yehuda invalidates all of these documents. According to Rabbi Yehuda, even the teifes, the general part of these documents, both Gittin and the other documents needs to be written lishma, and their Rabban would not lenient to allow the scribe to have documents ready. They all need to be written in their entirety lishma, and this is all so that one doesn't come to write the toyef of a get not lishma, which would be a violation of the midrash requirement of lishma. All right, Rabbi Lazar marches Lazar validates all of these documents except for a get of a woman. Meaning, according to be a Lazar, there's no requirement of lishma at all, even Bonon when it comes to all other documents. And when it comes to a get, Bonon they did say that the teyif part of the get, needs to be written lishma as well. So that one doesn't come to write the teyif, not lishma. She never has the postage, because I no you should write for her the get, and we learn from there that it has to be written lishma. And that requirement is on the teyif, and bonon also on the teyifes. The Gemara explains that the first opinion of the Mishnah is also Rabbi Elazar, and there's really an argument as to what exactly Rabbi Elozar held. Like the first opinion of our Mishnah, or like the, this last opinion in the Mishnah. Mr. Gimel, maybe get one who brings a get. He was appointed by the husband as a messenger to bring the get to his wife, V'abad himenu And the get got lost for a short while in the middle. He didn't know where it was for a second, and then with Soil Altar, he found it immediately. For example, he dropped it on the street on walking for a little bit, and a few seconds later, he realised that he dropped it and he found it immediately. Kosher, it is valid. And we don't assume that somebody else with the same get, with the same details in the get, dropped it over there. And then you wouldn't be able to use that other get, because that one wasn't written lishma for the sake of your divorce. Vimlav, but if not, if you don't find it immediately, if, for example, somebody else passed by in the same street, since when you dropped it or since when you didn't know where it was, Puzzle, then it's invalid because there's a small chance that it is not the get which you were taking and therefore there will be a a lack of lishma. Mitzai b'chafisa if he found it in some sort of document pouch, or a bag which is used for keeping documents inside. In if he recognises that one as being his, so then he doesn't need to assume that somebody else's get got into his pouch, and therefore kosher would be valid, because you can certainly assume that that is his get, which he was delivering. Now there's a very important concept in Halacha known as Chazaka. Chazaka means that you can assume that the status of something continues to be as it has been until now, unless you know that it has changed. And because of that principle of Chazaka, maybe get somebody who is delivering a get, and he left the husband when the husband was old or ill, he can deliver the get to the woman, and assume that the husband is still alive. If the husband's already dead, then the husband cannot divorce his wife. So the messenger should not give the get to her, because the divorce will not be valid, and she will be a widow and not a divorcee. And there are different halakhas for a widow and a divorcee. But using the principle of Chazlaka, we can assume that he is still alive. On a similar note, Bas Yisrael and Seolachoyen, a daughter of a Yisrael, who, until she was married, was forbidden to eat trumah which is the food which is given to a kohen and only a Koin can eat, and a soul a kohen. But she is married to a koyein, so she is also allowed to eat the truma as long as she is married to him. And her husband went abroad. As long as her husband is still away, she can continue eating truma, assuming that he is still alive, based on this principle of chazaka. And thirdly, one more example one who sends his korban chatos from abroad. He's abroad and he needs to bring a korban chatos. So he sends it with a messenger to bring it on his behalf. Now, if somebody does that, you can't bring a korban chatos for somebody who's already died. But the Mishnah says, They can bring it in the Besal Mikdosh, assuming that he is still alive because of the principle of chazaka.